Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me. It's Emilio, and uh, I know it's been a been a minute since we uh, we last recorded an episode. Uh, Mil, so what was keeping you in the bathroom for that long? Um, I really had to poop really badly, and it, and it took me a while. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad uh, glad you took care of your business, and uh, and now uh, it's time for us to get back to uh, business, and we're going to uh, to do so by jumping into one of our uh, franchise all time teams. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be exploring the uh, the history and the, the greatest players involved in the uh, Seattle Supersonics slash uh, Oklahoma City Thunder franchise. Yes, we will. Uh, franchise has been in existence for uh, 55 seasons. Uh, great time to uh, turn our attention to it. And uh, we're going to be using our uh, typical format here where we uh, run down starting lineups, uh, create an all-time team. Uh, we're going to run through it starting at center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard, and then we're going to fill out the rest of our benches. So we'll have a total of 12 players for each of us. Yep. There's going to be a lot of players to uh, dig into in this uh, storied franchise. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, about time to uh, to get into it. So l- let's do that right now. Yep. Mills, who'd you have at starting center for the all-time Sonic slash Thunder franchise? I had Jack Sigma. And, I mean, this guy, he – um. He had a great career. I mean, he um, played in the 70s. I mean, not many of these guys played in the 70s, but he was on a title team for this um, Supersonics team and, I mean, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, fantastic player. I mean, the guy we've uh, talked about uh, on a previous episode, uh, we focused on the uh, 1977 uh, draft at one point, and uh, Jack Sigma involved in uh, in that, of course. Uh, learned some more about him, though, in uh, doing some research for uh, for this episode. I don't know if you noticed, uh, he went to uh, Illinois Wesleyan uh, University, a uh, pretty, uh, pretty small uh, school. Actually, so small, it's not even in the NCAA. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's – you don't see many players in the NBA that um, are not at a D1 school. Yeah, he actually went to uh, an NAIA school. That's like the uh, Association of uh, Small Colleges and uh, Universities. Went to a, a college that has like 8,000 people, I mean, at least in current uh, enrollment. So, I mean, a really, really small school. And despite that, got drafted uh, number eight overall. I mean, how did they even get scouts to look at him? Well, I think, I mean, it was it was clear at that point that they had a guy who, like, wasn't usually at a small school. I mean, was there for other reasons and uh, still made his way to the NBA. But pretty remarkable uh, for Jack Sigma. I mean, like, how often are they going to be looking at Illinois Wesleyan? Absolutely. And a very unusual uh, situation, to be sure. So let's run through a few of uh, Jack Sigma's accolades before we uh, – we move off the topic the topic here yeah i mean seven time all star all defense team all rookie team and an nba champion i mean he's really um doing it all around the um the court and i mean getting on all defense team and i mean scoring 15.6 points per game for his career yeah and well known for his uh trademark uh move the uh the sigma move which was this uh were you uh, seeing this in some videos uh, he like kind of puts uh, puts one foot down uh, with his back to the basket, does a really quick turnaround, like in one motion, and pops it from like back over his head. And that's a move that's still taught in uh, basketball instruction today. Still uh, see that going off. Yeah. So, um, said um, a point or um, a drill or something in basketball today. I mean, still used today. I mean, 50 years later after he played. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this guy uh, with a number of placements on uh, on all-time leaderboards, having played uh, so many games in the NBA, um, and a whole lot of them with this uh, franchise, uh, 715 out of his 1,107 uh, regular season games coming with uh, these uh, Seattle Supersonics. So he was my choice at, uh, at center as well. Went on to uh, play with the Bucks too in his career. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the clear-cut center on this uh, Seattle uh, slash Oklahoma City team. For sure. All right, so let's move on to uh, power forward. Uh, Mills, who'd you have at power forward? I had Sean Kemp. Um, a great player. I mean, not going to make it to the Hall of Fame, but, I mean, he really throws it down. He could really throw it down. <laughs> and I, I think one thing in looking at his uh, his career for the purposes of this episode that I, I didn't quite appreciate as much as uh, it's the case is what a defensive presence he was over the course of his career as well. Let's, let's run through uh, his, his accolades and we can uh, dig a little deeper into uh, the man known as Rain Man. Yes. I, I mean, surprisingly, he didn't make an all-defense team. Jack Sigma making an all-defense team. And, um, yeah, six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. I mean, definitely had a great career. And, I mean, I, you, you usually think of him as a supersonic, but he also played pretty well with the Cavs for a few years. He did indeed. And, uh, I mean, his, his defensive stats, I mean, you can see he averaged uh, – you know, 1.1 steals and 1.2 blocks for his career. And, and that even includes, uh, you know, the years down the end of his career where he was uh, far less effective, uh, unfortunately. Um, with the know, Blazers. With the Blazers and with the Magic, uh, got really out of shape, even, uh, you know, towards the end of his time with uh, with the Cavs. I think one of the things that uh, made him such a um, an effective player with, with the Sonics franchise and helped this team get to the finals where they lost to the Jordan Bulls, you know, alongside uh, Gary, uh, Payton. Gary Payton, of course, uh, who, who we'll get to is uh, just, I mean, uh, a real physical force. I mean, even at NBA level, I mean, a, a guy who really stood out due to his physicality. Yeah, I mean, 6'10", 230, I mean, this guy was just unstoppable. And we, we got to mention, I mean, in terms of his physicality, I mean, uh, the uh, the Lister blister. I mean, it, it's got to come in here. Alton Lister, yeah, also mean, a member of the uh, Sonics at a uh, point during his career. But, yeah, I mean, get into that. Yeah, I mean, just – yeah, you should you should just like pause the episode and go watch it or watch it after this episode. I mean, it's just an absolute throwdown and one of the best of all time. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, I, I think one of my absolute favorite dunks, maybe even my favorite dunk. I mean, just yeah. uh, standing over Alden Lister, uh, pointing at him. I mean, in yeah. a, the most demonstrative way you can uh, you can really imagine. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've note about uh, Sean Kemp taking a seventeenth overall in the uh, nineteen eighty nine NBA draft, which is. Uh, uh, kind of uh, kind of low for a guy with his uh, his, his physical tools, but of course he uh, he's noted on, on Basketball Reference. Uh, shout out Basketball Reference. Uh, we uh, you know re- rely on uh, Basketball Reference heavily uh, for every episode of this podcast. But uh, listed as having attended uh, Trinity Valley Community College, yes, which is uh, you know pretty surprising. You don't see a lot of guys come out of uh, community college. But looking into it, Sean Camp is actually a really highly uh, rated recruit coming out of college. And uh, so, I mean, everybody knew about him. It's not like he uh, went to uh, Trinity Valley, uh, Valley Community College uh, because no one was uh, was interested in bringing him in and actually uh, was recruited to Kentucky, but uh, didn't uh, qualify academically. So didn't end up playing at Kentucky. So he's probably not very smart. Well, I mean, let's, let's <laughs> let, I, you know, didn't uh, didn't take tests well. I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, didn't qualify by Kentucky's academic standards and uh, transferred to uh, Trinity Valley uh, Community College where he never played. So he actually never played college ball. So, uh, so I mean, he just came out of high school, basically. I mean, he, he never played college ball. I mean, essentially. I mean, there's like a, a gap year there where, uh, you know, his uh, uh, 
uh, he was really relying on what he had done in high school to uh, get him taken in the NBA. Yeah, it just shows how much, how good he was at basketball and just like the need to play in college just came with the NBA. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, referring to uh, uh, the uh, defensive uh, capabilities of, uh, of Sean Kemp, uh, actually uh, ended up with more defensive win shares in his career than uh, than offensive ones uh, by a, a count of uh, 52.2 to uh, 37.3. Yeah, that's actually quite a bit. Yeah. Um, 15 more. And, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really realize he was that much better on defense. And um surprised he didn't make like, any um, defensive awards. Yeah, yeah, you would think he could be in the mix for some uh, uh, all defense uh, selections with, uh, with with that kind of reputation and uh, skill set. So, uh, Sean Kemp undoubtedly a, a great player, and I think the uh, the right fit at um, power forward on this all time team. Yes, and um, let's get into the small forward. Let's do it, and uh, we're talking about one of the great players in NBA history right now, and uh, it's KD. Yeah, um, played one season with the Sonics um, and then played with um, Thunder for eight seasons and um, and got moved on to um, Golden State. But with the um, Thunder, I mean, three scoring titles. I mean, an MVP. I mean, this guy. Four, I think. Four, four scoring titles. Four scoring titles, yes. And um, over, average over 30 points per game three years and uh, just um, one of the greats of all time. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Durantula, Slim Reaper, Easy Money Sniper, the Maybe. Servant. I mean, yeah, the, 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 and the, I mean, truly one of the, one of the greats. I mean, just that, you know, just talk a little bit about uh, what KD brings to the table as a player. I mean, obviously, extensive experience watching this guy ball out. Yeah, um, he was second overall pick in the draft, and I mean, just an amazing shooter, and um, has great size for a shooter, and I mean, he's a twelve-time All Star. Yeah, really. I mean, I think one of the most unstoppable players in uh, league history between his uh, his shooting prowess and uh, his size, ability yeah. to get to a shot. I mean, the guy's averaging 27.2 points per game for his career. It's pretty in good. Uh, I mean, 939 games. Yeah, I mean, that's just like staying so consistent and um, really putting um, the points, points on the board. Yeah, and, and the majority of his career so far uh, with this franchise and uh, a guy who already is sitting in some incredible spots in terms of placements and accolades uh, for his career, obviously has uh, won an MVP in his career in 2013-2014, uh, two-time finals MVP, one rookie of the year, two-time All-Star Game MVP, recently named to the 75th anniversary all-time team. And uh, worth mentioning as well, this guy won National Player of the Year. He went, went to Texas for one season, won National Player of the Year as a freshman. Unanimously. Oh, unanimously. Okay. So, I mean, this guy was very well thought of, I mean, in college and probably in high school. I mean, this guy was just was just good from the start. And, um, I mean, to win um, the National Play of the Year in, in college is such an accomplishment, but to win it unanimously is even better. As a freshman. It's, it's, yeah. His first year in college, and obviously only year. His number uh, retired by uh, Texas. I'm sure it will be retired uh, by this franchise in, in time. Uh, this guy currently sits at 24th all-time in points, raw points, and uh, fourth all-time in points per game. KD. Fourth all-time. Fourth all-time in points per game for KD. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely amazing getting the ball in the basket. No doubt, and uh, I think despite his uh, his age, I mean, he just played his just finished his age 33 season with the Nets. He still has a few more years in him. 
I would say so. I mean, he averaged 29.9 points this past season. So I think he's uh, he's still got it working. Yeah, unfortunately, he did miss a season two years ago with an Achilles injury. Yes, that was definitely uh, unfortunate, but uh, good to see him bounce back with uh, uh, 90 regular season games over the last two seasons in Brooklyn. And uh, we're, we're hopeful that uh, you know he can continue to push up that games played total, which is at 939 right now in the regular season, up well beyond uh, 1,000 in the coming years. Yes, for sure. And I think he definitely has a few more years in it. No doubt about it. I mean, he's going to continue to get paid like a superstar. I mean, and is, uh, you know, certainly worthy of that at, at this point. He's going to rack up some more all-star game appearances, I'm sure. And uh, Yeah, I mean, he's a two-time champ as well. I mean. Yeah, not much that uh, KD hasn't done year. in his career. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on uh, to the two after uh, that uh, lively conversation yeah. about KD. Who do you have at the two, Mills? I had Russell Westbrook. Uh, just to point out, I, I've also had the uh, same guy so far, uh, uh, Sigma Camp Durant, and I also have Russell Westbrook at the two. Tell us a little bit about Russ. Yeah, Russ, I mean, this guy legit averaged a triple-double three seasons in a row. Like, who does that? I mean, he's an absolute freak. Like, that's just absurd. Like, the first time of all time to do that, and um, he's just an amazing player, Average 30 30- has two scoring titles, averaged 31.6 points per game one year, and I mean, played with OKC for 11 years and um, was drafted the year after KD. Yeah, part of that amazing run of uh, draft picks involving uh, KD, Russ, and, uh, of course, James Harden as well. Uh, the man known as uh, Mr. Triple-Double, and he, of course, leads uh, the NBA all-time in triple-doubles and, uh, you know, put that away in, in recent years with just a, an amazing, amazing run of uh, triple-doubles. Certainly never thought you would see uh, Oscar Robertson's record uh, challenged or, I mean, m- much less uh, surpassed. But uh, Russ, as you mentioned... He's done it four times and uh, 1.3 times in three years you're talking about averaging a triple double across an entire season. Yeah. I mean, and, and as you said, yeah, four times in his career, uh, pulling that off and, uh, just an, an, an incredible, incredible career from, uh, Russ. I know he's, uh, fallen on, uh, on some tougher times, uh, as we record at the moment. Yeah. But I mean, this is not part of his, um, Sonic's, um, OKC days. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Or I mean, it doesn't matter, but it doesn't play as big a role in this episode. Oh, definitely. And I mean, recorded, uh, you know, 821 regular season games across 11 seasons with this Thunder franchise. Yeah. And I mean, he's averaging 18.5 points per game this year. Like he's not playing terribly. Even this this past season with yeah. the Lakers. I mean, he, yeah, he averaged, I mean, 18.5 points, as you said, uh, 7.4 uh, rebounds, 7.1 assists. So the guy's still putting up counting stats, even as he's, uh, you know, been diminished in terms of what he's able to bring to winning basketball. Yeah. I mean, last year with the Wizards, I mean, he was the star of their team, basically. I mean, I mean, not to count out Bradley Beal, but, I mean, had a great season and averaged a triple-double last year after um, not getting the triple-double, I mean, averaging a triple-double with the um, Rockets. Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, uh, gave that team some uh, some hope at the end of the season, uh, the, the Wizards making a late run, uh, largely on the strength of, uh, of, of Russ's play. Uh, yeah. Of course, I mean, a guy who features uh, prominently on some of the all-time leaderboards, I mean, uh, 11th in raw assist, 10th in assists per game, uh, 35th all-time in raw points, 29th in points per game, and uh, a prominent place on a whole lot of uh, the all-time leaderboards. Second all-time in uh, usage. That's pretty good. And um, Fifth in assist percentage. I hate to say it, but he's fifth all-time in turnovers. 
He is fifth all-time in turnovers as well. I mean, this guy uh, has had a lot of uh, plays run through him uh, over the years. Yes, for sure. And, uh, and, I mean, this guy's played a lot of games. He sure has. I mean, he has played in probably around 1,000 games for that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, 1,021 games uh, as it stands. And uh, you figure with his uh, contractual situation, uh, owed a whole bunch of money for the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you imagine you're going to be seeing Russ uh, play some more with the Lakers or uh, perhaps somewhere else. If, uh, yeah, and – um, I think uh, he's definitely dying out of the league, and it was also pretty hard to put him as a shooting guard, at least for me. I mean, I mean, he's a hardcore point guard, and um, so is Gary Payton, who we're about to talk about. So it was kind of hard to um, figure out who I was going to put at the two of one. Yeah, I felt the same way, and we can get into why we uh, selected Gary Payton uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about GP. Are uh, both of our choices at uh, the point for this franchise? The glove, a great defensive player. I mean. Probably better than Sean Kemp. I mean, we talked about a lot of defensive, um, I mean, good defensive players in this episode, and um, Gary Payton definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, Gary Payton with a, a you know earned reputation as one of the great defensive players of all time, and one of the great point guards of all time. I mean, I think that you know I, I put him at the point because uh, you know such a capable defender there, but also I mean just considered you know in terms of what he brought on both sides of the ball. I mean, one of the most complete uh, point guards ever. Yeah, I mean. Well-deserved Hall of Famer and um, nine-time All-Star. I mean, Steel Champion, NBA Champ, nine-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defensive Team, and um, got on the 75th anniversary team. And uh, it, it's even 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 a stronger statement than saying he's a nine-time All-Defense because this guy was uh, first team every one of those years. Nine times, mm-hmm. first team All-Defense for, uh, for, for Gary Payton, nine years in a row. Wow, I mean, this guy's just great defensive player. I mean, unstoppable. Even when you're playing with him in video games, it's hard to get past him. And uh, yeah. just a great defensive player. And, I mean, defensive player of the year. The only defensive player of the year, uh, point guard, until this year with uh, with Marcus Smart uh, coming through. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, I, I think it gets lost sometimes when uh, talking about Gary Payton, uh, what – an incredible offensive player he was over the course yeah. of his career. I mean, what he was able to put up. I mean, 16.3 across... points per game for his career. And he had like two seasons at the front end, um, end of his career that he only averaged 7.5 points per game. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, remarkable uh, in, in that he, I mean, he's the uh, franchise record holder for uh, games played for this franchise. 999 games. Oh, no. That's brutal. And, um, it's actually kind of cool, though. I mean, I appreciate the style of that. And um, well, he, he got he got traded. I mean, the the, <laughs> the owner of the uh, owner of the team, uh, Howard Schultz, who the uh, guy who founded Starbucks, uh, bought the uh, Sonics. Didn't like uh, Peyton and uh, shipped him out of town. How dare he? <laughs> that that's just not cool. Thirteen seasons, nine hundred ninety nine games, best player in franchise history. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you take them off your team when he's the best player. It's it's ridiculous. And uh, one, one thing I, I didn't realize about Gary Payton until uh, doing the research for this episode, uh, second most minutes in the 90s behind uh, only Carl Malone, guy missed 25 games in 17 years. Look at those games played totals. Yeah. And, I mean, 1,335 games played in his career. And, I mean, obviously 999 with those with the Supersonics. I mean, he, he just he just played. I mean, he just 
yeah, could really, get injured. Really something to be said for being out on the court as much as uh, Gary Payton was over the course of his career. I mean, that's 35.3 minutes on average across that entire career. And if you look at the tail end of his career, he also was playing most of the games. Like in the last season of his career with the Heat, he played 68 games. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he, the guy was uh, available on the court. I mean, uh, and, you know, obviously brought a ton to uh, uh, to, to the Sonics. And, uh, you know, a guy who was recently named as well to the uh, 75th anniversary team. And yeah. uh, a, a great, great, great player. I mean, uh, 10th all-time in assists, uh, 5th all-time in steals. And uh, has prominent placements on a whole bunch of other uh, leaderboards as well. 18th all-time in games played. 15th all-time in minutes played. This is one of the guys who's played the most minutes in league history. Yeah, 5th all-time in steals. And, yeah, 10th all-time in assists. Yeah, I mean, a really remarkable run for Gary Payton. And uh, I, I think the uh, the choice for, uh, for point guard on this uh, all-time team. For sure. All right, let's take a uh, quick break. And we'll be back in just a moment to uh, address the rest of our uh, rosters. Now we're back to uh, get into our uh, benches and filling out this uh, Supersonics Thunder all-time team. Uh, who'd you have for uh, uh, the first guy off your bench here? I did I did not put them in order, but, I mean, he definitely deserves one of the top spots on these benches. I had Richard Lewis. Well, yeah, let's talk about Richard Lewis. So, uh, uh, yeah, what'd you, uh, what would you pick up about this guy? I know he's a little bit before your time in terms of actually watching him play, but not too long ago. Yeah, I was looking at some highlights of him, and he, I mean, he can really pop it. I mean, this guy was a great shooter and a clutch shooter as well. And um, yeah, I mean, averaged twenty more than twenty points per game at points in his career, played over a thousand games, and um, was a pretty effective player. Yeah, six hundred and seventeen uh, regular season games with this uh, Seattle franchise before moving on to the uh, Magic. He signed a big free agent deal with them, and then uh, finishing up his career with a couple of years in uh, Washington and uh, in Miami, where he ended up uh, winning a title. Yeah, and um, must have felt good for him to win a title um, at the tail end of his career, and played um, a little bit for the um, SuperSonics. He had nine seasons, so played mostly for them in his career, and was a one-time All-Star with them. Yeah, and just had a um, solid career. Yeah, thirty-eight point six percent three-point shooter for his career. A uh, guy who, uh, in his prime, was getting up as many as uh, seven three balls a game uh, during the regular season. And uh, a, a real factor out there. I mean, a guy who's, uh, you know, 6'10", 215, a uh, guy who, you know, th- there weren't a lot of guys who were shooting uh, three balls as much as he were, as much as he did, who were as tall as him uh, during uh, the bulk of his career. So uh, definitely a, a weapon for uh, the Sonics team, but also for, uh, a, a think of him with the Sonics and Magic mostly in terms of his effectiveness. Yeah, and um, 32nd pick in the draft and at 6'10", 215. 15, and, um, yeah, he um, nicknames of Sweet Lou, The Blade, Young Fellow, and Quiet Man. Yeah, yeah, Quiet Man. Um, yeah, uh, not sure exactly what that's a reference to, but, uh, yeah, maybe just not a particularly uh, talkative guy. Uh, drafted out of high school back in the uh, in, in the era when that was uh, something that uh, that you could do, and who knows, maybe we'll get back to that uh, that, that time. But, uh, yeah, Richard Lewis uh, taken in the second round, and what a second round pick he ended up being. Yeah, I mean, didn't really know about this guy before um, the podcast or looking into him, and um, he only 42, so you never know. Yeah, I could uh, could potentially get back in the mix. Actually, a uh, involved in the big three. He uh, was given the uh, MVP in the uh, big three in the uh, twenty seventeen season, I believe. Is the big three still happening? 
Yeah, I actually saw an ad uh, when we were out yesterday uh, for uh, the Big Three. It's going to be on TV. I think on uh, I think on CBS. Okay. Yeah, so if we, you want to check that out, uh, yeah, I'm not not, not positive that Rashard Lewis is participating <laughs> in the Big Three still, but has uh, is, is one of the all time greats of the Big Three as an MVP. Yeah, so I mean, it's an honor to be one of the all time greats of the Big Three. Uh, no <laughs> doubt about that. All right, so let's let's keep it moving here. Uh, I, I have, of course had Rashard Lewis on my squad as well. Uh, let's talk about the next spot on our benches, and uh, I, I can intro uh, one of the all-time greats, a Hall of Famer, Ray Allen. Yes, and I mean, Hall of Famer, obviously, one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time, and um, 10-time All-Star, two-time NBA champ, and got on that 75th anniversary team. Yeah, well-deserved uh, for Ray Allen, obviously, a really long and productive career for Ray Allen. Uh, 1,300 regular season games in the books for him. Ooh. Only 296 for this franchise. That was the uh, the, the low uh, yeah. game total that I, I, I was willing to uh, put on this team. Obviously, has uh, probably more notable uh, career outside of Seattle. I mean, probably best known for his work with uh, the, the Celtics and then uh, the Heat down the end of his career where he was playing like big-time playoff minutes, uh, minutes in the finals. Shot in the finals. Uh, I mean, who, who could who could forget? I mean, uh, an incredible shot for the Heat against the uh, Spurs in a finals that they ended up winning. I mean, you should go check that one out. That's one of the greatest shots of all time. Absolutely. So um, a multiple-time uh, NBA champion and uh, really a, a guy who went from being a, uh, a, a huge-time scorer. I mean, scoring as many as 26.4 points per game that at the end of his uh, Seattle run to uh, being more of a, a role player on those title teams with the Celtics and Heat. But, uh, I mean, what a role player. I mean, this guy is a 40% shooter for his career uh, from three and uh, really brought that all the way to the end. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, it was drafted by the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, famously uh, taken in that in that 96 draft uh, by, by the Timberwolves and uh, and, and moved on uh, uh, right away, right? I mean, never yeah. never suited up for the Timberwolves at all. Uh, but, I mean, a guy who, you know, was, was a big-time star uh, coming into the league as well. I mean, very well known at uh, at UConn. I mean, this time I was following a lot of uh, Big East hoops and very, very familiar with uh, with Ray Allen. But yeah, I mean, taken uh, by the Timberwolves with the fifth pick in the '96 draft and traded uh, on draft night for um, Rasho. No, 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 with, with Rasho Nesterovich. Oh, with Rasho Nesterovich for Stefan Marbury. So I mean, it's not as bad as it could be. Stefan Marbury is a great player. Well, yeah. Uh, and great might be good. Play. Yeah, I mean, he certainly had had some good moments. Not as bad career. as it could be, though. Yes, not as bad as it could be. I don't know if you remember Rasha Nesterovich. Uh, that's uh, Luka Doncic's uh, godfather. Oh, no, I didn't remember. That. Yeah, uh, we discussed him in an episode at one point. But yeah, Ray Allen, uh, a guy who, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, is a fit on this team, but I, I think it's a bit more borderline just because of the number of uh, games that he contributed to this uh, Seattle franchise. Obviously, not part of. Uh, you know, title team or a, a team that really progressed uh, far in the playoffs, but uh, certainly a, a great, great player. Yeah, for sure. And um, he managed to squeak onto my team as well. Yeah, we should mention uh, some of his uh, placements on the all-time uh, leaderboards. I mean, the, this guy played for such a long time, and he's sitting at 30th all-time in, in points. And obviously, as, as a three-point shooter, one of the guys who was really pushing things forward in terms of the all-time uh, rankings. And the for all-time sure. Numbers. I mean – Steph Curry literally just passed him in three-pointers all time. I mean, yeah, he's literally getting passed by Steph Curry. So, I mean, he's the second-best shooter of all time. 
I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he's uh, only Steph Curry ahead of him on the all-time three-pointers made list. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's number one all-time in uh, three-pointers three pointers attempted. Uh, definitely one of the uh, one of the all-time great shooters uh, in NBA history, for sure. Yeah, and um, 30th in career points. Yeah, I mean, he, he played for such a long time. I mean, you know, you don't think of him as an assist guy. He's 98th all-time in, uh, in assists. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you all... That's what you said. You don't think about this guy. To get 98th all-time, it's not bad. 54th in steals, uh, 6th all-time in free throw percentage. This guy's just a great shooter. Yeah, he sure, he sure is. Uh, 18th in minutes played. I mean, uh, 24th in games played. These, these are regular season numbers, but it uh, shows the, the, the breadth of uh, Ray Allen's extensive career. Yeah, I mean, really got on the leaderboards. No doubt about it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Who do you have up next? I had Detlef Schrempf. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Detlef Schrempf. A long career in the uh, in the NBA, and uh, a lot of work done with uh, the Seattle franchise. For sure. I mean, he had a um, good career with the um, Supersonics, and I mean, you really think of him as a um, a classic player alongside um, Kemp and Payton on this team's. Yeah, I mean, I did, did some work with, uh, with with the Sonics during uh, a really successful time during their history. I mean, uh, you know, getting all the way to the uh, to the finals against those Jordan Bulls, and uh, that left Trump. I mean, his his career, of course, uh, you know, extending way before his uh, his days in Seattle. Didn't get to Seattle until his age thirty one season. But I mean, had some of his best seasons there, even though they were at the tail end of his career. No doubt about it. A guy who could really uh, really shoot it, really fill it up over the course of a career that spanned uh, 1,136 regular season games. Actually, he did play the most games uh, of his career uh, with the uh, with the Sonics. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of his career was with the Mavs and Pacers. Pacers. And then he got to the Sonics and just turned it on. I mean, that last season with the Pacers – was pretty good, and then he got traded to the um, Sonics, and he became into um, a very good role player for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even went beyond uh, role player status. I think. I mean, it, yeah, was a, was an all star in that final season in, in uh, Indiana, and then an all star at his age uh, thirty two and thirty four seasons with the Sonics. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's pretty old for an all star. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, I mean, he uh, he was there um, two times six man of the year. Uh, three-time All-Star, as we just said, and uh, he made an All-NBA team, this guy. Yeah, I mean, what All-NBA team? Uh, All-NBA third team in uh, 94-95. That's impressive, but... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, definitely. Got 15 players in the league. And no question. I mean, even to do that for one season, uh, very impressive. Uh, 67th all-time in games played, so another guy who had a really extensive career. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, well over uh, 1,100 games. Uh, over the course of his career. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 16 seasons in the league. Yes. Um, a great player for this franchise and nickname of the Grand... Teuton. Oh, the Grand Teuton. Uh, taken with the uh, eighth pick overall in the uh, 1985 NBA draft, actually out of uh, Washington. Yeah. And more um, three numbers in his career. Yeah, 32, 11, and 12. Yes. Let's move on to our next guy here on the reserves. All right, so let's see. Uh, I, uh, I I put on my, my squad on the bench, Nate McMillan, the man known as uh, Mr. Sonic. Let's get into this guy. Yes, I had this guy as well, and um, Nate McMillan just 
fantastic player for them. Not really that much on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, two-time all-defensive team and a steel champion with three steals a game in the 93-94 season. And, um, yeah, I mean, the whole season or in his whole career with the Sonics and was a great player for them um, during the um, – Ken Payton run and is now a um, coach and coach of Sonics and is now coach of the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, taken with the uh, 30th overall pick in the second round in the 86 NBA draft, a guy who, uh, I mean, really paid off uh, that draft selection for sure. Uh, 6'5", 195 during his career. One thing I love looking at uh, Nate McMillan's uh, basketball reference page, it's so clean. I mean, just like one franchise, whole career, 796 regular season games. Did a lot in the playoffs, too. And, I mean, you know, not not a guy whose stats really jump off the page at you. Yeah, I mean, when you look at his points per game, he averaged 5.9 for his career, and we never got over 10, so. Yeah, and you can see, I mean, uh, you know, 373 uh, starts in the regular season out of his uh, 796 games. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, not a guy who was starting every game, I mean, for the bulk of his career. But uh, one of those glue guys, and, I mean, you know, known as Mr. Sonic because, uh, you know, he never left. I mean, there are a couple of guys like that in this franchise, but – not too many who uh, who played as long as uh, Nate McMillan, and of course you mentioned his uh, his coaching career as well. I mean, still active as uh, the coach of the Hawks, but uh, not too many guys who get uh, four NBA head coaching jobs. Yes, for sure. And I mean, just went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, which is very impressive. And this guy has coached for the Sonics. He's coached for the Blazers. He's coached for the Pacers, and the Hawks all has a head coach, which is um, pretty impressive for a um, coach. Yeah, no doubt. An assistant coach on the uh, U.S. Uh, men's national team as well that won gold in uh, in Beijing and in London. So, I mean, uh, you know, guy who's coached at the international level as well. Yeah, I mean, to get up there, I mean, he's one of the better coaches in the league right now. And, I mean, he's doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, uh, hard to argue with that. I mean, you know, he's had success in, uh, in all these different stops. I mean, lots of uh, seasons where he's uh, finished with a better record than, uh, than 500. I mean, he's, he's, this guy's coached uh, 1,369 games so far. Yeah, and um, he was really not thought of as a great coach, I think, in the playoffs, especially in um, Indiana, and then came out the next season um, when he was a head coach and uh, went to the Eastern Hawks finals. Yeah, and actually had a great run with the Hawks last year. I mean, uh, you know, 27 and 11 after taking over uh, midseason. So, you know, really terrific job by Nate McMillan. Uh, getting them as far as they've gotten. And, uh, you know, no reason to think he won't be back with the Hawks uh, next season as well. So uh, yes. we'll, we'll see what he what else he's got in store. Uh, his number 10 uh, retired both at uh, his alma mater, uh, North Carolina State, and uh, also by the Sonics. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's Mr. Sonic. I mean, come on. you got to retire his number. Yeah, I didn't know it was now you do, so and, and so do you, uh, audience member. All right, let's get into uh, to the next player on this. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're lined up so far. I mean, if if there are any discrepancies between our teams, we'll uh, we'll certainly uh, let you know about that. Uh, Who do you got next, Mills? I had Fred Brown. This guy is just one of the greats of all time. Well, another guy who uh, played his entire career with this franchise. Yeah, I mean. Did not have a terrible career. I mean, a one-time All-Star, um, yeah, and he put together a career for himself. I mean, got over 20 points per game twice, and, I mean, a champion of Jack Sigma in that season. And um, the first year the three-point line came up, he averaged um, 
1.1 attempts per game, which is probably actually a lot for that time. I don't know if it's a lot, but or, it's not a little. It, yeah, it's not a little. And um, I mean, it's a little for now. But. Yeah, well, of course. An average actually 44.3%. His, uh, his percentage on those yeah. threes. Yeah, that, very, very impressive. Yeah. Led the league. Yeah, he did lead the league, and he did lead the league. And, I mean, he's just a good bucket scorer and um, a good player. Yeah, I mean, when, when he retired, I mean, he played his entire career with the Sonics, as we said, 963 games. So, of course, uh, you know, he came along before Gary Payton. So, for a long time, he was the uh, the all-time leader in games played for this franchise and uh, led at the time that he retired in uh, 1984 in points scored, in field goals, and free throws, and uh, has his uh, number retired, number 32, retired by this uh, Sonics franchise for uh, his extensive work, uh, his championship uh, pedigree. This guy really gave it all to uh, to Seattle during his uh, uh, career. Yeah, I mean, even though he's not doesn't have the most games played for them, he he's only thirty six games back. I mean, definitely, he's still right there. I mean, he's only seventy three, so I mean, you never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, known as uh, Downtown Freddie Brown because uh, he could really pop it. Uh, taken with the uh, sixth pick overall in the uh, nineteen seventy one draft out of uh, out of Iowa, and. Um, yeah, I mean, he has uh, still still tied for the all-time uh, single-game points record in uh, Seattle uh, slash Oklahoma City history. With? With Russ, 58. 58 points for Fred Brown. I mean, that, that's that's a really good career high. I mean, you don't see many players get to 58. No, that that is fantastic. rare error to be sure. I mean, that was a two-point game against the um, Warriors, which in um, – 1974, March 23rd, 1974. This guy, Fred Brown, 24 for 37 from the floor. 37 field goal attempts. Yeah, I mean, and again, they he won was really too. looking for a shot in that game. Well, I mean, it worked, right? They won, They got the win. Yeah, they sure did. And um, he had a great game on that one. I mean, he definitely had a great game. Um, six points or six rebounds, um, 58 points obviously tied for the most in franchise history and that was just a four-quarter game and it was 139 137 and on that era that's pretty escalating yeah it's a lot of a lot of points uh to be sure yeah i mean a a very impressive uh career from uh from fred brown a guy who uh could clearly uh, really pop it i mean look at his uh free throw percentage over the course of his career as well i mean right up among the league leaders almost 86 percent for his uh career so great great shooter are you ready to move on yeah, I mean, he he's a good player. Let's do it. So let's uh, let's address next. Uh, we both had uh, Serge Ibaka, obviously a uh, contemporary player. Yes, and um, a current player. I mean, our only our third current player in this episode. And I mean, when you look at like the points numbers, I mean, it doesn't jump off the page for you, but this guy definitely um, definitely is a solid player and um, still playing today at a. Um, Role player level. Yeah, I mean, you, you could see. I mean, he, he obviously played this season with the uh, with the Bucks. I mean, uh, you know, uh, was with them uh, during their playoff run. Didn't play a whole lot. Clearly dealing with uh, with some back issues over the course of uh, this season. So uh, definitely hampered relative to what he's been over the course of his career. But what he's been over the course of his career is uh, a very very effective player. I mean, a really really good shot blocker, uh, three point shooter combo, and uh, those. 3D. I mean, those are hard to come by. I mean, a guy who's uh, you know six ten, two thirty five, 
who can block shots in the way he he uh, has been able to over the course of his career. I mean, averaging just under two uh, blocks per game over the course of his career. Uh, but I mean, average as many as three point seven and, and uh, three blocks in a season to uh, lead the league. Two time block champion. Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, just a, a fantastic career for uh, Serge Ibaka. I mean, a guy who was taken uh, with the twenty fourth pick out of the uh, the Congo uh, by this franchise, and uh, I mean, boy, has he paid that off? I mean, he sure has, and uh, played here for a, a bunch of years. And I mean, yeah, very good three and D player. I mean, you don't see many of those from big bands. I mean, definitely got a lot out of him. Uh, no doubt, and and of course, a uh, an important part uh, beyond this franchise of uh, you know title run for the uh, for the Raptors just a couple of years ago. Yes. So uh, definitely a guy who's been part of some uh, some winning basketball in recent years. And uh, you know, I, I even though he's getting up there in years now, I mean, he's already uh, thirty two. Just played his thirty two age thirty two season, and he'll be thirty three, I think, before uh, next season starts. A uh, guy who has the body type and the skill set that you would think you know if he can get over his back issues. I could still have a few more years in the league, I think. And solid years, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I think, you know, that kind of shooting and shot blocking uh, is, is a powerful combination. So he, uh, he he could easily hang around a little longer. Yeah, for sure. And um, a great player with this franchise, especially. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's, uh, let's keep it moving here and get to um, a guy who I had on my team, and I know you uh, you did not. Talking about uh, Gus Williams. Yes, we are. And um, Gus Williams, I didn't have him on my team, but I definitely did look at him. The Wizard, I mean, this guy was a solid player. I definitely considered him on putting him on my team, but it did go another way. Do you think uh, that you'd be less inclined to give someone the nickname The Wizard now that there's a team called The Wizards? Um, Only if they played for The Wizards. Or only if they uh, didn't play for The Right, right, right. I mean, if you had a nickname, The Wizard, and you were on The Wizards, it would just be like, well, everybody is kind of The Wizard. Yes, because they're The Wizards, so there's multiple Wizards or Wizards. Right, they're all Wizards. Yeah. All right, but let's uh, let's get back to The Wizard. Uh, this guy, 825 uh, regular season games over the course of his career, and uh, man, he, he, he could really fill it up. He sure could, and... Um... Getting over twenty or getting over twenty points per game, getting to two twenty-three point four points per game, seventeen point one for his career, and um, not a great three-point shooter, only twenty-three percent for his career, but definitely um could get it in. I mean, forty-six percent. He got up a lot of shots. He got up a lot of shots, but I mean, he made a good amount. Yeah, absolutely. Despite uh, not having uh, you know great size, for, I mean, for an NBA player, I mean, 6'2", 175, that's certainly uh, good enough. But uh, coming out of USC, uh, second round pick, uh, 20th overall in the uh, 75 draft, and, uh, you know, a, a champion with this franchise in uh, 1979. Yeah, on that Sigma, um, who's the other guy on that team? Fred Brown yeah. team, and um, they were probably the big three of that team. And definitely getting it done for that franchise. Um, in the 79 season. Absolutely. Two-time All-Star and uh, really a, a terrific player, number, a consistent number one wearer over the course of his career, and uh, indeed has his uh, number one retired by the uh, by this franchise. Yeah, I mean, that's not easy to do, and um, unfortunately in the 80-81 season, he did get hold out. Well, I mean, so, sometimes you got to hold out. <laughs> um, why exactly did he get hold out? 
Uh, I don't know if I have that uh, that information, but I, I think uh, due to some sort of contract dispute, uh, generally speaking, I mean, uh, I think that that was the nature of the issue. But obviously, uh, managed to come back uh, in the eighty one eighty two season after holding out that season. And uh, look, I mean, he's an all star the next two years. Yeah, and I mean, came out and had his best season the next year. Yeah, so you you'll, you'll love to see that after a, uh, a season missed with a holdout. Uh, was actually a comeback player of the year that season as well. So uh, d- despite the fact that uh, he was coming back from and you know, voluntary situation still managed to uh, get that comeback player of the year. Pretty nice job by him. Yes. All right. So I know you had uh, one more guy on your uh, on your bench. We're going to get to a few other guys after that as well. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Dale Ellis. Yes, I did have Dale Ellis, and I mean, this guy, I didn't realize he had played this much. Or I mean, he only played, how long did he play the Sonics? He played a bunch with the Sonics. I mean, played seven seasons there, and he was an All Star there. And, I mean, he just could really fill it up with them. I mean, he had a stretch where he went 24.9, 25.8, 27.7, 27.5, and 23.5. I mean, that's just a nasty stretch of years. I mean, all with the um, Sonics. And then, I mean, after the, after not being with the Sonics for a few years or five years or something, he came back to the Sonics for two years. Um, in 97 and uh, played a few years with them there and was a solid player. Yeah, I think uh, most memorable for having been a, a phenomenal shooter. I mean, this guy uh, shooting forty uh, over 40% on threes for his career. Yeah, I mean, it was getting up. I mean, 3.5 over Yeah, over the course of, uh, of, of his entire career, 15.7 points per game over the course of his career. Um, like I'm saying that a lot in this episode, uh, uh, 1,209 regular season games. And uh, yeah, I mean, most of those uh, were the, the largest number of, with any franchise with the with this uh, Sonics team. Yeah, and I mean, he was just like I felt like um, I it was hard to keep him off of this team. I mean, I mean, played there for seven seasons, averaged twenty point nine points per game with them, and just a great player with this franchise more than he was with any other franchise. And yeah, I mean, just a great three point shooter throughout his career, and had the most three point shooters like in the nineties. Yeah, he uh, number nine overall pick out of Tennessee uh, in the '83 NBA draft, and a guy who just hung around for a long time with his uh, versatile uh, skill set. I mean, a lot of teams could use a guy who could do what Dale Ellis could do, and uh, yeah, he was able to apply his trade for uh, for many many years and, uh, and and put himself in a pretty pretty great spot on some of the all time uh, leaderboards, especially when it comes to those uh, three, point three point shots. I mean, still thirty third all time in. Uh, in three-point attempts, and, and 28th all-time in three-pointers. Still. Yeah, still. I mean, he, he was number one for a while there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, part of that progression that went from, uh, you know, Dale Ellis and, uh, you know, on uh, to Ray Allen and then finally to, uh, to Steph Curry. So, uh, you know, one of the great shooters of, of his era, uh, to be sure. And I, I think a very reasonable uh, selection on this team just does a lot of good players. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, this this franchise has a um, a whole lot of um, great players. Indeed. So let's uh, let's take another quick break, and we'll come back in just a moment and get back to uh, the remainder of our benches, or not our benches, the guys who were considered for uh, bench spots. All right. As we've been saying, lots of uh, great players have uh, graced uh, the SuperSonics Thunder franchise over the years, and uh, not all of them made our uh, top twelve. So uh, let's get into uh, some of the other guys, a few of the other notable players who uh, didn't make the cut. 
Uh, let's start with uh, talking about Lenny Wilkins. This is one of the most uh, decorated and accomplished players and coaches, one of the most decorated and accomplished people associated with the NBA. Yes, for sure. And I mean, the reason he didn't make our team was just the lack of playing on this um, squad. And um, he only played four seasons there, 308 games, but was an all-star three out of those four seasons and um, was a great player with them, 9.1 assists. Leading the league one year, I mean that would never leave the league now. Fair, fair, yeah. And yeah. um, and um, yeah, just a great player, but didn't just didn't play enough for this supersonic squad, but actually coached them as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, nine-time All Star as a player, I mean, certainly a phenomenal uh, career as a player and a coach. And a coach, I mean, he's on that seventy-fifth uh, anniversary team uh, named recently. Uh, all-star game MVP and a, a Hall of Famer, both as a player and as a coach. I mean, it's, it's pretty rare error for uh, Lenny Wilkins, guy who uh, I, I knew as uh, as the all-time uh, leader in coaching victories for a long time. Yeah, I mean, is he still? He's now behind uh, Don Nelson and uh, Greg Popovich, but uh, he's number three on the all-time coaching wins list. That's still like very impressive, man. He's still living in '84, and so I mean, he's still got to coach or come back to leave. Uh, I guess in, in theory that is uh, that is possible. A uh, guy out of uh, out of Brooklyn, New York, attended Boys High School in Brooklyn, and uh, an attendee of uh, Providence, uh, just down the road from us here, as we record. Yes, and um, Providence had a great year this year, and now Money Mulkins, Money Mulkins looks like Brad. Indeed, and uh, I, I got to mention uh, this guy was the uh, the coach of the uh, Sonics uh, title team in uh, 1979. So, uh, you know, prominent coach and player for uh, for this franchise over the course of uh, years. You know, we mentioned uh, Nate McMillan being unusual for having uh, coached uh, four different NBA teams. Well, uh, this Len- guy, Lenny Wilkins, has coached six. Yeah, I mean that that is something else, and I mean very successful with the Sonics, um, especially. I mean, didn't. Didn't, wasn't as successful with the other teams that he coached, but I mean, in back-to-back years, he was Western Conference champions and then NBA champions. Yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic. I mean, setting up this uh, long career. Actually, began coaching in the NBA at uh, age 32. As a player. Yeah, as a player coach at that time, and uh, you know, coached until his age 67 season. Almost 2,500 NBA uh, regular season games coached by Lenny Wilkins. That is just. That's a lot of games. Yeah, I mean that sure is, and I mean he just—he, I think he just loves the game. Uh, I think it would be safe to say that Lenny Wilkins uh, loves the game. Uh, is number nineteen retired by this franchise, and uh, certainly very well deserved. Um, you know, didn't make the cut for us, but I mean, that's certainly a, a great player and a guy we had to mention on this episode. Yeah, I, I was very close to play. Uh, likewise, likewise, and has one of those uh, classic. Uh, Lenny names, uh, Lenny nicknames, uh, basketball reference. Yeah, I mean, you got to love it. All right, so let's keep it moving here. Um, All-star game MVP, too. Yeah, absolutely. So another Hall of Famer who uh, had some notable moments with uh, this franchise, Spencer Haywood. Yeah, Hall of Famer, five-time All-star, four-time All-NBA, MVP, Rookie of the Year, All-NBA. I did not realize this guy was this good. And you might be thinking, well, why didn't you put him on our team? Well, he only played five seasons with them. Yeah, that really was the reason. But, I mean, some fantastic seasons. I mean, average almost 25 points per game uh, during his uh, time with uh, the Supersonics. Yeah, seeing this guy, um, 
I'm definitely am thinking why I didn't put him on my team, but hey. Should note that uh, so he started his career with the Denver Rockets in the uh, in the ABA. Denver Rockets, and that's actually where he won his uh, his MVP. But I mean, what a, what a he season! He won his MVP in his first year when he averaged thirty points per game and nineteen rebounds, <laughs> and um, two and a half. I mean, last year's team absolutely monster for a season. And I mean, led the league in games played and minutes played per game. I mean. 45.3 minutes per game in his rookie season at age 20. I mean, this guy was getting absolutely pounded at, like, in the playing. In terms of how he had to play, yeah. And, I mean, he really paid it off. Yeah, I mean, really, I, you're, you're not likely to see too many uh, seasons like this where uh, you come into a uh, professional league and uh, dominate to the extent that Spencer Haywood was able to in that season with the Denver Rockets. But even after making the transition to the NBA, I mean, Played phenomenally well. I mean, averaged as many as twenty nine point two points in in a season, uh, points per game in a season, and uh, just a fantastic run with this uh, with the Seattle team, and uh, obviously got them uh, got himself a title as well with the Lakers in uh, nineteen eighty. Yes, I mean, much much feel very good for him. Well, I mean, you you would think so. Uh, known as uh, Wood or Woody, Driftwood probably uh, uh, plays on his uh, his last name Haywood. Yes, for sure. And he's also known as um, Abdul Haywood for part of his career. Yeah, that's good Good to note. Uh, I came out of uh, Detroit Mercy uh, College, definitely a, a Detroit guy. Uh, attended high school in Detroit as well. And uh, drafted uh, by the Buffalo Braves in the 1971 uh, with the uh, 30th overall pick. That's in the second round. So uh, pretty good pick. Yeah, traded out draft night. And, uh, yeah, just quite a good pick. I mean, I don't know how he played 84 games that season, but he averaged 30 points a game and 19.5 rebounds. So, I mean, definitely paid off his 30th pick. For sure. A member of the ABA all-time team just for that one season that he played in the ABA. But, I mean, how could you deny it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, he was so as good. a rookie, I mean, he yeah. won MVP. No, you can't. Definitely, uh, you got to hand it to him. His uh, number 24 uh, retired by this franchise. So I uh, really made an impact with the uh, with the Sonics when he was uh, on the squad. Okay. All right, let's get to uh, Michael Cage next. This is another guy who had a really extensive NBA career, played 490 regular season games with uh, the Sonics franchise. Uh, let's talk a little bit about him. Yeah, um, rebound champion in the 87-88 season with 13 rebounds a game. And um, he had a, um, a pretty good career with this um, Sonics team. And, um, yeah, played there for six seasons. And, um, yeah, I mean, put up some nice numbers for them with um, – I mean, he played a lot of games, actually. I should mention that. He played um, 82 games. What is that? It's a lot of seasons in a row. That's for Eight sure. seasons in a row. Yeah, that is a lot of games. 11,400 11, games in two yeah, and those were bookended by an 80 game and 79 game seasons. So, I mean, he really played a lot. Yes, for sure. And um, he, um, yeah, I mean, I think the amount of, I think the amount he was on the court really um, contributed to the fact that he's um, such a good player. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, one little note from uh, from his career. I mean, as you mentioned, led the league in uh, rebounds per game in that 87 uh, 88 season. Uh, famously was uh, battling with uh, Charles Oakley for the uh, the rebounding title that year. Uh, needed uh, 28 games in his final game of the season to beat Oakley. And 28 he, what? He needed 
28 rebounds in his final game to uh, beat out Charles Oakley for the rebounding title, and he got 30. Oh, that's <laughs> brutal for Oakley. Oakley's like, oh, yes, finally won. And then he's like, oh, no. He's watching the game. He's like, what? This guy just like got 30 rebounds? Pretty <laughs> remarkable. Another uh, just interesting note on, uh, on uh, Michael Cage. Uh, held the record for the most three-pointers without a make until uh, Zaza Pachulia. We went went over 25 from three, and uh, Zaza Pachulia passed him going over 26. Oh, oh, you hate to see it. Yeah, never uh, ne- never got it in from uh, beyond the long line. Uh, his whole career? Yeah, yeah no, 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 never hit one like, He there. probably got it in practice. Absolutely. I'm sure he, uh, sure he had a few in, in practice uh, over the years. Uh, 14th overall pick out of uh, San Diego State. Uh, kind of a Kawhi type. I know he was a uh, 15th overall pick out of uh, San Diego State, but uh, definitely a um, long and successful NBA career for uh, Michael Cage, if not like all-star level, but I mean, certainly a you know, useful role player and starter at a lot of points during his career. And a guy who, uh, I mean, like a Gary Payton type, I mean, really showed up. For sure. Um, actually uh, still associated with this franchise because he uh, works on uh, TV. As a color man for uh, the Thunder. Nice. Yeah, pretty good for him. And speaking of, uh, of the current Thunder, guy who uh, was on the Thunder just a couple of years ago, talking about uh, Steven Adams. You know this guy. Yes, and still a current player with the um, with the Grizzlies and went on a little playoff run just recently, just got eliminated by the Warriors. 12th overall pick in the draft, which might have an impact on what he wears, number 12. Um, he used to wear number 12. Um, went to Pitt and... Um, had a solid career with the um, the Thunder. I mean, averaging um, what was that nine point eight points per game with them and seven point six rebounds. Yeah, one of the few uh, NBA players to uh, hail from New Zealand. Only uh, o- only a couple of those guys uh, in league history. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Baines, uh, Sean Marks, and uh, Kirk Penny, just with a little uh, l- l- little taste. I would say Kirk Penny is probably the best player out of there. I mean, I can beat my head. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty good group for uh, only four players from uh, from New Zealand. But I mean, grew up in New Zealand. I mean, famously attended uh, uh, Pitt as well. Uh, you know, after making the move uh, stateside, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, has has had a significant impact in, uh, in in the NBA, playing on some really good teams with the Thunder uh, sure. during his run there. Yeah, played on these um, the um, Westbrook um, KD Thunder. I mean, those were some those were some nice teams. No doubt about it. Um, has uh, some interesting uh, family connections. Uh, his uh, sister, Dame Valerie Adams, is a dual Olympic gold medalist, uh, four-time world champion shot putter. Not too shabby. And uh, his sister, uh, Lisa Adams, is a, uh, a Paralympian who uh, won gold at the Paralympics in shot put. So uh, definitely a uh, shot putting kind of family outside say, of uh, Stephen Adams. I would say. I mean, Stephen Adams is an NBA player. And so, oh, and we got to mention his, um, what he looks like, um, when he was drafted and what he looks like now. Yeah, go for it. I mean, he, 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 I mean, he had a totally, um, plain face, no mustache. <laughs> no. <laughs> plain face. So yes. he, he had like, no facial hair, no, no mustache, no, um, beard. And just look at him now. I mean, long beard, I mean, big mustache, a lot of hair. Yeah, he's one of the quintessential tough guys, I would say, in uh, today's NBA and has been for uh, for quite a few years. You definitely wouldn't want to mess with uh, Stephen Adams. I would say that. 
Yeah, and I mean, a guy who obviously is still uh, very much a part of the league right now will be playing his age 29 season next year, presumably in Memphis. And, uh, yeah, obviously Memphis is a good team right now, so he's going to continue to have a role, yes. you would think, even though he was uh, kind of played off the court a little bit in the postseason there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're looking at uh, Stephen Adams' basketball reference page, and there's a uh, an ad featuring his teammate, John Moran, on the page as well. Uh, obviously, Ja, uh, you know, he's the current wearer of number 12 uh, with the uh, Grizzlies franchise and um, driving a lot of uh, success with uh, – in, in Memphis right now. I'm sure Adams would award it. Yeah, seems uh, seems likely there. All right, so let's uh, let, let's keep moving through these last uh, couple of guys here. Uh, let's talk about Sam Perkins. Now, this guy, uh, he was teammates with Jordan in college. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, he was, but I mean, just look at his career. He had a great career. I mean, he played 1,286 regular season that's games. That's true. That's true. He played a lot of seasons. He played a lot of seasons and um, averaged 11.9 points per game in all those seasons. But, yeah, at 17 years in the league, like, that's pretty rare. I mean, that's the same number as Gary Payton. I mean, he really um, filled the statue. Or not filled the statue, like, filled the statue of the score, so that's correct. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, 28th all-time in, uh, in games played, uh, 64th all-time in minutes played. So a guy who uh, really uh, got up there on some of the uh, all-time uh, leaderboards, especially in terms of uh, the breadth of his uh, his career. Uh, taken uh, number four overall in the uh, 94 uh, NBA draft and uh, was one pick behind Jordan. Indeed he was. And, um, one pick in front of Barkley. I mean, you know. Maybe he should have made that. Yeah, so uh, taken by the uh, by the Mavericks uh, back in uh, the '84 draft. Yeah, I mean that was uh, obviously an, an all-time draft. Uh, Michael Cage going a little bit further down there too. We just mentioned. Yeah, but I mean, you know, a, a legendary college player as as well at uh, at Carolina, a uh, member of the uh, National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, named there in, uh, in 2018. So uh, you know, honored for his uh, contributions. To the college game, but a guy who uh, you know played extensively in the league, as we mentioned, uh, part of some winning teams, played in three finals, and um, including with the Sonics in uh, in that, that '96 uh, season against the Bulls. So going up against uh, you know his old teammate, against his old teammate Jordan. Yeah, I bet mean, he faced Jordan a lot in the NBA, but he did that once in the finals. Yes, did it in the finals as well. Uh, his number retired at uh, Carolina. I mean, I guess it, it would be if uh, you're getting those other accolades uh, for your college work. All right, so just a couple more guys here. Let's uh, talk about Dick Snyder before we go. Now we're talking about the Duck. Yeah, I mean, he he won the title. I mean, definitely was a, a big-time contributor on that Sigma. Um, and I forget the other guy. Fred Brown. Fred Brown and there's one other guy. Um, teams, but, I mean, he did, he did a great job with them. And, uh, I mean, definitely was um, – Probably one of the starting or backup shooting guards on those teams, and um, was a good player for them, scoring. Um, yeah, as many 19 as nineteen point four points per game. Yeah, points per game, and um, actually left them for four years, and then came back for one year and won the title. Well, that's nice when when you come back at the end and uh, able to wrap it up with a championship uh, dream scenario. 964 regular season games in the league, so definitely uh, played quite a bit. Almost half of those with the Sonics. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And taken with the uh, uh, 14th overall pick, which was uh, second round uh, back then in the uh, 1966 NBA draft out of Davidson. 14th overall was second round? Yeah, fourth pick in the second round. The 10 teams in the league at that time. Oh. 
uh, taken uh, out of Davidson by the uh, St. Louis Hawks. And of course, uh, you know, he began his career, uh, you know, alongside uh, some of the greats. I mean, including uh, Lenny Wilkins. Yeah, Lou Hudson in there, Anselmo Beatty, of course. And um, yeah, we can't forget Lou Beatty. Classic. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, got his career off to a. Uh, that reminds me of that Syracuse national team with Al Serbi and Tyler <laughs> You got. You got to. Uh, you got. You got to remember those guys. So. You got to listen to more of our episodes if you want to know our um, our feelings about those those teams. For sure. For sure. And um, yeah. So we can uh, we can keep keep it moving here. Talk about Nick Collison, a guy who played his entire career with this franchise. Yeah, I'm definitely. Actually, I'm thinking about maybe putting him on my reserves team. I mean, definitely had a um, solid career with only this franchise. Um, doesn't look as clean because obviously they changed um, four years into his career, but known as Mr. Thunder might have an impact on, or might be um, a um, the cause of um, him playing for the Thunder for his whole career. Do you think that's a reference to the team, the Thunder, or maybe something else? It could be either. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, taken, uh, as you mentioned, out of Kansas, 12th pick in uh, 2003, and uh, really had, had an excellent career. I mean, 910 regular season games. Didn't start a ton. Uh, just over 20 minutes per game over the course of his career. Uh, doesn't really jump off the, uh, the the page to you in terms of his statistical resume, but uh, really notable player in college. Has continued on as a uh, uh, special assistant with the, uh, with the Thunder, even up to this day right now. And was was a big time player in college. I mean, I remember him at college. I think he was there at the same time as uh, Kirk Heinrich, who uh, went on to success in the NBA as well with the uh, with the Bulls and uh, some other places, most prominently with the Bulls. But uh, his number four uh, jersey is retired at Kansas. I mean, you got your number retired at Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's pretty good. pretty good. Yeah, and uh, his number four is also retired by the Thunder. Really? Yep. I mean, I, I probably guess Mr. Thunder like. Like it must be because of Mr. Thunder. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, actually, there's some discrepancy here. I'm not seeing it on uh, in it's on his Wikipedia page, but I'm not totally sure this number's retired. We'll have to I have to dig into that a little bit further. Uh, but yeah, I mean a, a guy Wikipedia. who you know, I mean uh, these these editors get in there, they you know causing uh, causing trouble. But thank uh, you very much, Wikipedia, for uh, this stuff. information. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, uh, a great player, consensus, first-team All-American, uh, and Big 12 Player of the Year when he was at, uh, at Kansas. So, I mean, a really successful career there and went on to, obviously, uh, you know, long run in the uh, in the NBA. For All sure. Right. And it's actually 6'10". Yeah, yeah. I actually thought he was a smaller guy just by looking at him, but he is 6'10". Yeah, big man for sure. I mean, I, I definitely recall that from uh, from his time in the league. All right, so before we uh, before we move on and, uh, and and close out this episode, let's just take a look at the uh, overall arc of um, the Thunder French uh, Sonics and Thunder franchise history. Yeah, I mean, I've gone through a bunch of coaches in their um, history a lot with Letty Wilkins, got Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell was, was Bill their Russell coach was their for coach. a few years, and um, it just says B Russell, so I wasn't sure. And um, Avon Shawnee. They they got started with. Uh, being coached by Al Bianchi when they uh, oh, came Al in Bianchi, as, as, a, uh, of course, of course. as an expansion team back in the 67-68 uh, season. Al Bianchi, you might remember from our uh, Bowling Green episode. Oh, known this as, guy. Known as Blinky, a uh, guy from oh. uh, Long Island City, New York, uh, back in the borough uh, where I'm from. Yes, this is a classic guy. I mean, 
Classic yeah, Burnout's only NBA episode, reference. Oh yeah, go go to our Bowling Green Louisiana Tech one. That was a that that's was right. a great episode. That's right. And um, you'll definitely hear more about this guy. More about uh, about Blinky in that one. But uh, yeah, Blinky. yeah, they began uh, began franchise history with him as coach. And uh, yeah, I mean, have gone on to have uh, quite a few accomplished coaches over the course of uh, their run. Yeah, and I've um, had a, a good share of different people um, leading their team in one chair. So being a star player on their team. From B. Rule. Bob Rule, uh, yeah, one of, one of the guys who was uh, most significant at the beginning of uh, the franchise um, history. the current Chaos Alexander. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, the team obviously in a bit of a rebuilding state at the moment. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, that era where they were led by uh, KD and Russ uh, has, has come to an end in, in, in recent years. And uh, they've retrenched. They have a lot of draft picks coming up in future years, including uh, number two pick this year. Yes, and uh, I should mention that um, they did have um, Chris Paul and Paul George um, these last few seasons as well. Yeah, this is a franchise that's seen some uh, some great players uh, come through their ranks for uh, for a short while in, in recent years. I mean, you can add Carmelo Anthony, obviously well past his prime, Carmelo Anthony, but uh, Victor Oladipo as well. I mean, they, they've had some some big time players uh, on this team uh, for a season or two, and uh, you know have have made some trades to. Uh, you know, I mean, put themselves in the position where they're in right now, where uh, they have, you know, all this draft capital coming in, and, you know, they'll probably be adding, you know, either uh, Chad Holmgren or, or Jabari Smith or something like that this season. So, yeah, I mean, add, add that to the foundation that they've already started to build with uh, with Shea and Josh Giddy. I mean, it, it's a team that's on the Josh cover. Giddy definitely has some talent. No doubt about that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a team that, you know, we could very well hear some noise from in uh, in future years. Probably the uh, you know top moments for this franchise over the years. I mean, obviously their uh, their championship season, uh, but also uh, you know that run in the '90s uh, with, with with Kemp and uh, and Peyton uh, leading the way. Uh, this team under uh, Coach George Carl. I mean, who was obviously a very accomplished coach in his own right, uh, having led this team to uh, you know four, five seasons where I mean uh, really six seasons with uh, 55, 63, 57, 64, 57, 61 wins. That's pretty good. Oh, there's some great seasons. Yeah, I mean, only having um, under 20 losses in two seasons within three years is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely some high moments for uh, for this team, and obviously they got to the uh, got to the finals back in uh, 2012 as well with that uh, that yes. early career KD Russ uh, James Harden team. Yes, for sure. And um, James Harden wasn't as big of a part of that team, but definitely a big time player. Yeah, and another guy who, uh, you know, an all-time great who has passed through this franchise uh, didn't really play enough to uh, factor into these uh, into consideration for the team for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, his early career, but, James Harden. But um, yeah, I mean, certainly a, a great, great player who is also uh, featured for this uh, this franchise. Yes. All right, so I think we can probably wrap it up there if uh, ready. This has been a, a long episode, but it's good to be back, and uh, we've uh, enjoyed exploring the uh, Supersonics slash Thunder uh, franchise history with you. And thank you for listening, and bye. Uh, if you want to catch uh, an, any other podcasts, uh, you got any recommendations? Yeah, um, check out... Uh, favorites? Favorites with Ava and Matt, and um, um, more of our episodes on Barnards on the NBA. Yeah, feel free to uh, get in touch with us at uh, Barnards on the NBA at uh, gmail.com. Or check us out on Twitter at uh, Barnards on NBA if I ever update that. And uh, we uh, will look forward to uh, joining you again uh, sometime soon with another uh, episode of uh, 